0: The host of this show, Max Naist, lived in addiction for years and made lots of destructive choices, which resulted in losing friends, family, and his career. After being in jail for the fourth time, he knew he needed to make some big changes. Now, he shares the steps he took, which led to recovery and got his life back. Welcome If it's PTSD or military-related, trauma, physical, verbal, sexual addiction, alcoholism, you can accomplish your dreams. And with this show, we help others be fearless in their pursuit of happiness. This is Fearless Happiness. And this is Max Naist.
1: All right. I always like to say good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in this world. This is Max from the Fearless Happiness Podcast. Today, I have a special guest, David. I'm Dutch, but I'll still probably butcher your name, Sprecht, right?
2: <laughs> well, they, no, they, there's no they, R. Around Specht. here, it's, yeah, around here, it's Spect. So, yeah. yes, you, you got it down.
1: <laughs> see, that's the Dutch in me. I wanted to see the R, but it's funny, David. <laughs> uh, I've had people put SK on my last name, which there is no SKI. <laughs> and they asked me, that's a Dutch name. So, I uh, appreciate you being here, David. Uh today's you guys are in for a treat, um, but what I like to do, David, is have you introduce yourself to my audience and who you are and then what it is you exactly do, and then we're going to rock and roll.
2: Absolutely. So um, I'm uh, 53 years old. I'm going to start with that, and here's why I want to start with that, because life changed for me just before 50. Up until 50, I was consumed with chasing after vocation, chasing after things in life that that now pale in comparison to what's important now at the time I was I was and I still am I was in the media business I owned some newspapers worked in newspapers owned a magazine and but I wasn't leading myself well so at the age of uh, 49 my wife and I embarked on a health journey where I lost 120 pounds, and and we lost a combined 180 pounds in 2018. Um, we've kept it off. Uh, we we've decided in that moment to health coach to help other people achieve optimal health in their life to to show up as the best version of themselves. And so for the last four years, that's been really our focus. Yes, I still you know the entrepreneur in me doesn't let me do just one thing, right? So I'm still doing <laughs> no. the newspaper thing. I'm doing the other things, but really and truly our heart is is to impact the world, impact people. I have a heart for people like me, you know, that that hits that that halftime time that that's like, hey, now it's about what's the legacy, what's the impact, what's the things that are, that are going to outlive me. And so that's really been my focus over the last 3 years to 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 really help guys like me kick fear in the face, get out of their own way, uh quit putting up the facade and and really begin to to show up as the best version of themselves.
1: I love it. One for us older guys, right? Um, Yeah. And I love that, David, because I'm 54, right? And I didn't start really, I mean, I've I've always worked out, right, because of sports or whatever, Mm -hmm. but not until my 50s, like you said, did I really realize, like, do I want to be that guy? Like, okay, for instance, I'm just like my dad, right? And he was known to be a joker, but he died of a massive heart attack at 55 years old, right? Because he ate. Like excuse my language. He like shit. And he didn't take care of himself, right? Um, so I'm like you, right? You're never too old to change and to do things better, right? And become a bet the better version or, you know, like they say in the network I belong to, to become the best and most elite version of myself, right? So Mm -hmm. take us through like what were some of the challenges? That's a lot of weight between you and your wife. Like, so let the audience know those that challenge when you said, okay, you and your wife said, We're gonna change. What was that like?
2: Well, um, I, I think that we always hit a moment in life where we have a scare, right? That, that it's just something that makes us realize our own mortality. Um, for my wife, it was her dad having, you know, open heart surgery for like the second time in, in his, you know, middle to older life. And she came home one day and, and said, Dad, we got to do something. And up until that point, you know, every visit to the doctor was an addition of another pill into my pill box, right? I carried the pill box with the days of the week on them, I and mean, it was everything from high blood pressure to pre-diabetes to inflammation. You know, all the things. Let's get another pill. Let's throw another pill at it. And so, as we had to, as she had this scare, and then we had this moment of clarity of we've got to do something. She she came to me with with this idea. She'd been watching some friends of hers on social media that had lost a lot of weight and kept it off. Now you have to understand. Um, we Gen Xers, we tried everything. Okay, we we you know if if there's a, if there's a wrong machine on on a on an infomercial, <laughs> we're buying it and hanging our clothes on it. You know what I mean? So so we had done all the things to this point, and and so me being the kind of the jokester, and 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 I, and I do I mess with my wife probably more often than I should, but I'm like, you know what? If we're gonna if you're gonna do this thing, I'm gonna do it with you for 30 days just to make sure you do it. And, oh, she, and right. she's like, "Do what?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm like you don't ever stick to anything." What I really was doing was giving me the green light to do it, giving me the green light without having to say, "Oh, I need help," or "Or oh, I need I need this in my right. life." And so we we embarked on this journey that was vastly different than we'd ever experienced before we, we 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 were assigned a health coach who was our friends that 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 we had reconnected with we we had a community of support mo- much like a, a i hate to say it but like an aa meeting where you just come together and 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 you've got people at various parts of their journey and right. and you you know just that camaraderie helps hold you a little bit more accountable um We had a system that was simple you know i didn't have to read labels i hate reading labels i was the atkins king in the early 2000s and i had to read every label in the walmart to try to figure out what the (laughs) what the thing was you know does it have enough net carbs and and then and then we had a system called the habits of health which helped us stack small habits on top of one another so that once the weight came off we could live life because you know we can all do things for a season you can go through basic training for six to eight weeks and survive it, but you don't want to be in basic training the rest of your life. Right. And so, learning yeah. this while the weight was coming off, we we, we that the, the system that we were on—I'll—I'll I'll call it by name. It's called Optavia, and and one of the things that it does is it puts you in a mild fat burn, much much like a keto or an Atkins or whatever, but not to that extreme, not to the point where you're you're lethargic. You know, it, there's very it's very. And what happened to me was. I lost 16 pounds week 1. So wow. I was 320 pounds and went to to 304. And I was like, "Holy cow, what am I what what is this thing all about?" And so after that 30 days that I'm going to do it with her, I I really started to to think about, "Okay, now what's possible?" Because once we once we get past the impossibility of something and we realize right. that there is a possible future, we start looking at it from that standpoint, as opposed to running away from something, we start running towards something else. Instead of stopping the bleeding, we're heading towards the goal. You know, It's like, if you can run a 5K, a half marathon now seems possible. It is a good way to explain it. And so I said, okay, what is the thing that I want to do? What is the one thing that's going to help me on the days I don't want to do this? What's the one thing that's going to help me learn what I need to learn, instill the habits that I need to instill, do what my coach tells me to do. And I started thinking of how my father was a grandfather to my kids. He was active. They played basketball. I mean, we would watch a, a football game, a college football game on Saturday and at halftime, they would go play basketball. And I said, I want to be that grandfather. I don't want to be the grandfather in the recliner i want to be the grandfather on the floor and on on, in the driveway playing basketball Mm -hmm. and and, and running around and chasing my grandson and there was i didn't have a grandchild at the time it was it was just an idea but that idea was enough to keep me going and through the course of 10 well let's see eight months i dropped 120 pounds i had gotten to my initial goal it went from april to august i got to my initial goal and, and I said, "Okay, I, I got the goal I set for myself. What's next? Because if you if you're always asking what's next, guess right. what? You're always going to improve yourself. So I, I did something that you should never, never do when you embark on a health journey. I looked up what the optimal BMI weight for my height would be, <laughs> <laughs> right? and, and it was um, it was 210 pounds. Now six foot five, 210 pounds. I'm a pretty big, I'm much uh, quite the beanpole. I'm not going to lie. But I said, you know what? It's possible." I have proven that it's not impossible, so now it becomes possible. And by November of that year, I had hit t- I had hit two hundred and ten, and went down to two hundred and five through transition. And now now I I settle in a, somewhere between two hundred and ten and two hundred and fifteen. And and you have to understand that was without exercise. I'm I won't say I'm anti exercise, but there's never ever going to be a day in my life where I'm looking forward to going and doing exercise. I will do it <laughs> because of of what it is. But it's not like, oh boy, we're going to the gym today. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna knock yeah. this thing out. No, no, I'm, you know, it's like if I got to walk on the golf course, you know, something bad must have happened because I ain't doing that. You know, <laughs> so so, so I, I say all that to say this. Yes, I lost a lot of weight, but the story is not the weight loss. If you want to lose a lot of weight, you know what? Go Walmart, buy you a bunch of Nutrisystem, and stick to it. You'll lose weight, right? What What the story is. Is that that I've kept it off and my wife has kept it off, and that we have we step we moved from from trying to become healthy now to trying to become Extremely healthy, becoming, and and the way we did that was again entering health coaching. I mean, when you start dropping that kind of weight, everybody in their mama's asking you what you're doing. Right? It's like, oh my right. gosh, you're withering away. Do you have cancer, David? That was I did get that question. <laughs> I was going to say, like, oh my gosh, you know. And right. so and so when we started that, my friends that were around my age, again, I told you, my heart's for people like that are like me. Said, David, I got to do something. And it just started. You know, I've got friends that I worked with, friends that I went to school with when I was younger, and 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 you know they started doing it. And their and what what their answer was, well, if Dave can do it, I can do it because they knew me. They knew they knew that I didn't care about diets. They knew I didn't care. I, I use the term fat and happy all the time. Or here's a, here was my other statement: I'm married. I ain't got nobody to impress. So what? I mean, yeah, the jokes that we make to mask what's going on inside right. really was, you know, but when I came out of that and that light began to shine because my whole countenance changed, my, my whole demeanor changed. You know, I, I was, oh, yeah. I was awake. I was alert. I was involved. I was, you know, leaning in, not leaning back. My my friends, the people closest to me said, Dave, what are you doing? And we began to help other people. And that's where the joy came from. That was that the impact plus one thing that I didn't expect and should have, it helps hold right. me accountable. Because when you're leading somebody else, the last thing you want to do is let them down. You'll let yourself down right. every day, but you don't right. want to let somebody who's following you down. And so when it, when it the donut shows up in the break room and you're like, ooh, the donut, you're like, <laughs> wait a minute. I'm a health coach. I'm leading somebody. Somebody's counting on me to show up. And you take that step back and you say, okay, is this going to get me closer or move me further away from from who I want to be as a person? And the truth is, more times than not, I choose not to eat the donut. I won't say I do every time. Life's a journey, and you're not going to make every right decision. But more times than not, and because I've done it more times than not, I'm getting more of what I wanted to get, which is impact, legacy, and keeping the weight off so that I can be the best version of myself. I love it,
1: right? Because, I mean, you just shared with the
2: audience, like
1: when you start stacking those habits on each other, right, and you keep doing Mm -hmm. them, it's almost like a a really good athlete, right, where that muscle memory kicks Mm -hmm. in. It just becomes Mm -hmm. second nature, right? Um, And that's what what I think some people don't understand. You got to do something. You got to create new habits if you're going to improve yourself, right, whether it's eating the right foods, exercise, exercise right? Like I went to the extreme and I've been doing CrossFit for the last mm. two and a half months. I love it. Right. But when I get in that gym, like you said, I'm like cussing out the guy that's setting up the workout, right? Like halfway through it, I'm like, okay, like, right. Like uh old street mm-hmm. behavior can come back really quick now. Like this guy's trying to kill me and I'm, you know, um, but I appreciate you sharing that David. Cause I I just want people to understand. I don't care how young you are or how old you are. And it's never too late to make changes, especially positive changes in your life, right? Because I'm like you. I want to create a legacy for my kids, my grandchildren, my Mm great-grandchildren, right? I don't want to be, and I hate to say it. I mean, God rest his soul. But like my dad, oh, he died at 55 of a heart attack because, right, he loved tons of salt. He liked to eat, you know, drink and he liked to eat, crappy food right and I don't want to be that guy I want to be like your dad right who was out there playing basketball with my grandkids or my kids or right right because I don't want to be that what do they call it the armchair quarterback right like oh yeah, yeah. here you. I'll talk to you later I'm going to sit here and watch my game you know or I'm too tired um and, and,
2: and I and I add one little more thing to it because I think that I think this is important when you're trying to build habits so so i i look at it as a, as a as a three step system there's three components here you have a coach who's on the top you have a structure and you have habits so when you're first trying to create a new habit a coach will hold you accountable to the structure until you start building yeah. that muscle memory right when you yeah. first start anything you're just like you're just blowing up the coach's phone you're asking 100 mm. questions you know it's just it's just like your first day at football practice right you know you don't know how to line up much less you know run a yeah, play right. and you're, you're you're just wholly relying on that coach but once you start building that habits and that structure the need for the coach is still there but not you're not needing him as much you know right. I, and and for guys like me and and I think we guys you know we 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 tend to think that if we ask for help or coaching we're somehow less than Look, Tiger Woods has a swing coach. Michael Jordan had had strength and conditioning. Actually, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant both had the same strength and conditioning coach who didn't yeah. cut them any slack whatsoever. And he was so good for them, they wouldn't let anybody let him coach anybody else. You know, right. so 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 the idea of asking for help or, or seeking out a professional in the thing that you want to improve in man, just follow what the greats did. They they, they sought that out. They're not Alan and to themselves, you know. They, they Now, they, some of them have insane work ethics, and I get that. But right. at the end of the day, their work ethic was only going to get them so far. They knew that to step up their game, they were going to have that. And so that three-tiered, that three, three-position three structure that I'm talking about with the coach structure and habits is vital to, to succeeding in anything. I mean, if you want to be better in finance, find you a financial coach. You want to be better in, uh, you know, whatever area of uh, relationships, find you a marriage coach, you know, whatever right. it takes, improve yourself, find somebody who's been there, done that, understands it and can help you with it. And guess what? You'll start building those habits that, that really do serve you well.
1: I'm so glad you said that, that, right. And that, like in my recovery, that totally relates, right? Like, I can't get sober and do this on my own thinking I know it all because it doesn't work that way. Right. I had to find someone who had been where i have been, who has stayed sober for a long time, if that makes sense. And then just, right. He was my accountability partner. Are you going to the meetings? Mm-hmm. Are you doing this? Or what step are you on or whatever the case may be. Right. So that I, like you could turn around and do that with someone else. Right. And that's right. I had to learn. If this makes sense to you, I hope it does, right? To be a, 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 how do I put it? Like I'm going blank, like a sponge, right? And learn what my leader, well, i mimicked everything he did, right? Kind of like that monkey see, Mm -hmm. monkey do. If he went to a meeting, I went to a meeting. If he shared, I shared, right? And um, if he helped somebody, that's how I learned to be of service to other people. I started helping other people. And then here I came 19 years later, and I get to have this great interview with David, you know, and, and talking about how how he created new habits that changed the life for him and his wife, right? For you and your wife. And now people look to you, right? Like leadership, like they're looking to you. Like At first, uh, you know, that is so sad that that people go to that, what you said, like, David, do you are you sick? Do you have cancer? You know what I mean? And you're like, no, I'm... Just, I'm just eating better and I'm I'm doing the right thing, right? And the weight's coming off. But how did you handle, like, here's some of the challenges I've got, the, the naysayers, like, oh, you're not going to stay sober. Like, how did you handle the people that doubted you and your wife? Like, how did you guys handle that?
2: Well, early on, it was it was difficult. And here's why. Because I had yo-yoed the same 50 pounds for years. I
0: okay. would go
2: from 300 to 250, 250 to 300 you know and then of course it went it never stays at the highest point you always go past because that's just our nature and so I was doubting myself so once I started getting the traction um it really started my confidence started building in the process so they're really you know I know there's people out there that you know their, their family is their biggest naysayers I know that, you and, and I just kind of turned that off. You know, the good news was I was with my wife. So here we are, we're in congruence in this health journey, you know, so we're supporting one another. And so it didn't matter what the rest of the world said because we had each other. Now I get it. Not every, every dynamic is that way. You know, you may have, right. we, we see within our, our own health coaching clients, you know, there's one that is all in and one that's like, I don't think so. And that's a little bit mm. more difficult because yeah, environment matters. Now, I will say this, I used to roll my eyes a lot during the process because we were leaders in our community, as well as, you know, in this health coaching gig, it was, we were from a small town. I was like, because I own the newspaper, people knew who I was, you know, the mayor right. knew who you are, yeah, the, the, the the whatever. And I can remember going to a chamber of a commerce event, and the mayor, the, he wasn't the mayor at the time, but he, he, he spoke, he, called us out across the room very loudly. Oh, look, here comes Ken and Barbie Spect. And I was like, really? Really? But what it was, was it was just an expression of his own um, shortcomings, his envy or conviction that he was feeling in himself because he was seeing us accomplish something. And when you start to see the world through that lens, it really, I can't say it doesn't hurt, but it doesn't hurt as much. And so- An interesting thing has happened in the last year. We moved from Louisiana to middle Tennessee. So now we're in a place where nobody knows us. And we're trying to build community and meet people. And and I have the opposite problem now. It'll be like, oh, yeah, I lost 120 pounds in 2018 and kept it off. And they're like, no, you didn't. They don't believe me because they only see me. Yeah, people <clears throat> only me. see you in the window of where you are right now. Right. Right. You meet them. And then so I'd break out the phone and show the before picture and the after picture. And they go, oh, that's not you. And I'm like, yes, it is me. That's who I was. That's, you know, listen to the voice. It's the same voice. And so we're we're, we're dealing with that I- issue. And, and right. it's kind of funny because, you know, yeah, I don't. I don't know how how spiritual you are, but I feel like in back where we came from, I would call Nazareth syndrome. You know, Jesus could do no good works and his not many good works in his homeland because they're like, hey, this is Joseph's son, and that's the carpenter's boy, right? And so yeah. there, I'm like, this is the newspaper guy here. Nobody knows me, and then they're like, wow, and then you start having the conversation. It's like, yeah, you can do it too, and they're like, well, I don't know if I can do what you do, and it's like, no, 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 you don't understand. Let me take you through my journey. Let me take you through the process because. Here's the thing, most of the time, to be successful in life is simple. It's just not easy. It's right. very di- simple, difficult steps stacked upon one. You know, making a decision. because you know, so many times when we have these considerations of, well, this is what I'm going to lose if I stop eating cheeseburgers, or if I stop eating fried chicken, or if I stop eating, you know, blah blah blah, or. You know, if I start that new business and I, I lose and it fails, you know, or if I don't do right. this thing or I don't take that job, all the considerations, you know, it, that first that first initial decision is usually the hardest one of them all. And then you just right. adding decisions on top of it. And so I, I say that to say, you know, do, do back to your original question, what about the naysayers? Dude, I lost 16 pounds week one. I was I was I went from a 42 to a 38 in 30 days waist size. There wasn't anybody that was going to tell me this didn't work. Now, <laughs> in the back of my mind was, "Can I keep it off?" And I think I used that as motivation to learn the habits even more, so that I, because I, because when you start feeling really, really good compared to the way you used to feel, you're just like, "What can I do to make sure I don't ever feel that way again?" And so that to me was so important. The other thing and I'll let me let me add this because I, I, I think the support component is, is is vital. I think so too. When you're trying support. to become healthy, when you're trying to step out, when you're trying it is very important to have a support system. And that support mm-hmm. system, if you don't have it in physical, you know, not in your household, not in your workplace, you need right. to find a community. It could be it could be a Zoom. I mean you know, we're, we're, we're in the zoom Zoom world now, right? Everybody zooms find you, (laughs) find you a group of like-minded people that help you move forward in your journey, because that is going to be extremely important. The the support of a community that, that, that really wants you to win will, will, will help you get over a lot of those obstacles and, and get you past those naysayers. David, I am so grateful and so glad you just said that. Right.
1: Same thing with recovery, right? And that's what I tell the clients I work with. I said, don't try to do this alone, right? Because if you don't have, like I said, um sometimes maybe the home is not the most ideal place, right? I always preach that or teach that or whatever you want to call it, right? Is go find your tribe, the people that are gonna support you no matter what that are doing the same thing you're doing, right? Trying to better your life. Um, And that's just so important in life in general, right? Is not to do this thing alone, right? Like if you're trying to uh, improve yourself, right? Yeah. It's great to have a coach and an accountability partner, but I always believe my, my, my motto is like, you probably heard too, is there's power in numbers. And if I'm around a bunch of like-minded people, like, say health coaches and, and people wanting to be healthy by eating right and exercising, right? Okay, I'm not going to say if there's five bodybuilders, I'm going to be the sixth, right? Maybe not, <laughs> but no. if there's five healthy people that are, I'm watching that are eating right, right? Exercising, doesn't have to be extreme and doing the right thing, I'm going to be that sixth person, right? It's like that millionaire thing, right? If you hang around five millionaires, you're probably going to be the sixth. You know what I mean? Yep. And I'm so glad you said that, right? Because I think my audience needs to understand that, like, my whole mission is, like, don't find your fearless happiness on your own, right? Go find your tribe, go do it right. with people that are doing the same thing you're doing, whatever that could be, right? Whether it's in the health, um, whether it's in, in owning a business, right? Be around other mm-hmm. like-minded business owners and whatever, right? So I, I... I love that because you just when you were saying that, I I was just going, yes, (laughs) that's the way to do it. Right. Right. Because it it doesn't matter where you go. Right. Because like you said, you moved. Right. Say if I move, I'm always going to be able to find a recovery community. Right. It doesn't matter. But it's up to mm -hmm. me to make that decision to go do it. And just like you, it's to find those individuals that are doing the same thing or letting people know so you can start building a new tribe. Right.
2: Absolutely. And, and I, and I would say too, go to scary places. And what I mean by that is go to places that are bigger than you are. So, you know, where you feel like, because this is what I've learned about people. Number one, success leaves clues. Meaning if you will follow successful people, you will glean from them some things that you can apply to help you become successful, whatever area of life it is, you know, you can't tell me that if you hung out with Dave Ramsey every day, you wouldn't be better, better at saving money and, and, and paying cash for things, right? It's just it's just part of it, your proximity. Number two, what I've learned is people doing big things are not the jerks and and uh trolls that you find on social media. They're, they they're actually great people by and large, down to earth by and large and and want to see you win because that's how they got somewhere somebody believed in them and they want to pass it on and and, and it's really weird because again coming out of a small town and there's nothing i have nothing against small towns you know at all but i've been exposed in the last year year and a half to some really big rooms of people doing massive things and i get to talk to them one-on-one and you know if we all Compared, you know, checkbooks or, or 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 stories or whatever, you would find that that mine was probably one of the smallest of all of them. But I didn't <laughs> right. feel less than because they don't make you feel less than. Exactly. And, and so, if you want to improve an area, any area of your life, find you those those rooms to get in. Yes, find your tribe of people that you can get together with and and all. But also find those bigger rooms because what yeah. happens is, like I said, success leaves clues you you get yeah. awakened to a completely different world and you you build some friendships and networks that will help move you down the path because you know you know what happens post recovery what happens post weight loss what happens post business launch what happens post whatever you have to be able to ask what's next and then know who can help you do what's next i i, I heard i heard uh, a leader in our organization say this one time and he was talking about climbing a mountain and he said you know you're so focused on the mountain you're climbing that when you finally get to the top and you take that deep breath and you look out you see more peaks to climb it's the what's mm-hmm. next and, yes. and and i and, and that's that's really how my life's been is it's always this what's next you know okay lost 120 pounds great what do you do with that because right. yeah you know, originally i wasn't doing it to impact lives i was doing it so i wouldn't die at 55 60 you know i was doing it to be, right. be a grandfather right? i mean very could be self-centered reasons but once right. you got to that peak it's like oh look at that life and that life and that life and look at that person and look at that opportunity and look at it. and all of a sudden your brain just your your mind just opens up to this to this possibility of what's next and and to me yeah, and, th- and, th- and again, this may scare some of the people <laughs> in the audience. I don't know, but can I tell you that that when you get traction in one area of your life, you do you want to take on other areas. You just yes. do. It's just the nature of it, you know. And and nine times out of ten, again, I, I can only speak for me, but when you get traction in that area, you want to help somebody else get traction in that area. And an expert Absolutely, only has right. to be one or two steps ahead of the person they're leading because they've they've go. been there. Even if I was just there yesterday, at least I've been there to you and I can help you get through because your today was my yesterday.
1: There you go. I love it. Right. And then I, I agree um, because some of the books I read, right, like when I I don't know, you've heard of Andy Forsella, Right. And mm-hmm. I think so I did his 75 hard. Right. Part of that challenge is you got to read 10 pages of personal development um every day right for 75 days and so i started getting really into like this personal development how can i improve and you said it right because the common theme in some of the books i've read is all those guys did what you said they put themselves in a bigger room right with bigger people So they could, like you said, learn, okay, I've got this business. Uh, Because like Andy Purcell talks about how for 10 years, he only made $50,000, right? Mm -hmm. That was what he made in 10 years. And he goes, but what I did is I didn't give up on myself. I kept pushing myself and, you know, to learn from these other guys and how to be better at business, right? So that's like anything in life. Um, I love that um, because I have, well, it's not my saying, but. Uh, a lot of these guys, they learn to get comfortable being uncomfortable because that's when the growth happens, Absolutely. right? And, and and as you know, right, one Gen Xer to the next, right? We have to always push ourselves if we want to be better, right? Because we, I don't like. I'm sure you have friends like this. I know I do. I've seen some where they don't do very much of anything anymore. It's like they hit their fifties and they think they're like old and decrepit i'm like i'm just getting started let's code do something right
2: <laughs> yeah um but but i will say this too though there's always going to be a, an internal resistance because yeah. you know you may not be able to tell this because you know i i do talk on my hands i'm very i'm very you know demonstrative in my speech but i'm i'm very introverted when it comes to being in a crowded room i'm to be honest with you i was i had anxiety leading up to this podcast interview why i don't know it's just how i've been my entire life so you know to 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 be able to move forward like you said some guys aren't doing anything well you know doing nothing is is you might as well go ahead and and and, and book the funeral home right just the you know mm-hmm. let's do something but it also means right. too Just because you're 50 or 60 or 70 or 40 or 30 doesn't mean you've you've whipped every, you know, every demon in your life. You know, I have the anxiety demon, you know, he's and he rears his ugly head generally before I'm supposed to do something that can really move me forward. And what do I do about that? i take a deep breath i may take a puff of my albuterol inhaler because i don't have a, i only have asthma attacks right before interviews i don't get it anyway <laughs> but but you then you do it anyway right we do it yeah. anyway yeah. and yeah. and so many times we, we 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 let that resistance that anxiety that 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 thing that's going to hold us back it is real and i'm not saying it's not real right. but sometimes we give into it when All we need to do is push just a little bit further and you break right through it.
1: Right. Take that extra step, you know, just that one extra step. I love it. That, that leads me to the questions I love to ask my guests. Right. And you kind of are leading into this. Right. So I wrote a book called fearless happiness. I, it's the same name as my podcast. And um, I've had a lot of conversation about this. Right. And we all know that, like, are we going to completely be fearless? Probably not. There's always going to be something, right? That, like you said, that internal resistance, which fear pops up, right? But knowing what you've been through, what does fearless look like for you, David? And how does that show up? Especially because you just mentioned it, right? You get this anxiety, right? you know, like, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm like you a lot, right? I don't like big crowds, but sometimes I have to push myself into the big crowds Mm -hmm. because it's something I got to do. But what does fearless mean to you? And how does that show up in your life?
2: Well, um, first off, I'll tell you what it's not, and it's not the absence of fear. So let's 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 clear that clear that air already. I, the, I guess the best way to explain it is is taking the step when you're when you're petrified. Here here's a here, here's a prime example. So I, you you wouldn't believe it. I'm six foot five, but I'm afraid of heights, and I've been the tall, lanky kid, you know, except for when I put on a lot of weight all my life. And I can remember the first time I jumped off a high dive. Can I tell you that I got up there and I looked around and overwhelming fear just rose up inside of me. And I had I had a decision to make at that moment. Was I going to go down to the ridicule of everybody when I climbed back down the steps or was I just going to jump? And I took a deep breath and I ran off the end of the thing. It wasn't the most graceful jump into the water. (laughs) <laughs> but I did it. I, and I believe that's what it. fearless is is when you're faced with fear you take the step anyway oh
1: yeah I love that right and yeah a lot of the, that's funny that you mentioned that you're six foot five and you're afraid of heights I know a fire captain who is afraid of heights right and they climb tons of ladders <laughs> and climb stuff and I'm like how do you do that he goes I just do it right I just tell sure. myself I gotta do this right so I, I love it thank you for sharing that so I, as you can see, I put a why in happiness, right? Mm-hmm. What does happiness mean to you? Are, uh, what makes you happy and how does that show up in your life on a daily basis?
2: Um, I tell you, I tell you what, what makes me happy. And, 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 and I think depending on where you are and what stage of life you're in, this, this word is defined differently. You know, when I was younger, it was like, you know, I was the cocky guy that said, I'm gonna make a million dollars by the time I'm 30. Well, I made a million dollars by the time I was 40, but it was all for somebody else, (laughs) you know, working, working (laughs) nine to five, you know, so, so, but for me at, at, at age 53, I'll be 54 next year. At this stage of my life, I believe that happiness is my needs are met and I'm making an impact that outlasts me. If that's, if those, those. If those two con- uh, criteria are being met on a daily basis, I am truly happy because, you know, to me, making that impact. You know, you you can't do anything if your needs aren't being met. And when I mean my needs met, you know, shelter, you know, food, shelter, you know, whatever. Yeah, you know, and then and then that impact, and and I love it because, as a health coach, I see impact every day. No, I get frustrated. There's people, you know, that say they're going to do something. They lie to you or they ghost you or whatever. There's that. (laughs) But but then you get the one text from the guy that's like, David, thank you so much. You literally saved my life. And when I see that impact and I know that he's going to be a good father or or a more present father or more present grandfather, and that kid is going to have a different life because he has that, all of a sudden, my health coaching has outlived me by generations. And that stokes my fire. I love it. Did you hear that, everybody?
1: Find it. Find what drives you, like David said, that whatever that is, right? And I think the most important part is that one, like you said, that second part. Of course, we all need our needs met, but that impact on others, right? Leaving that legacy is so important. Thank you for sharing that. Um. Wow. This has been great, David. So this is the part of the show where I like to ask you: if people want to work with you, they want they're looking for a health coach or, or whatever. How can they get a hold of you?
2: Okay, so I'm, I'm going to do a, a special thing just for your your audience. If you will go to specthealthcoaching.com/slash/happiness with a Y, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and we decide to do business do, to do work together, I will give them fifty dollars off their first month of product now i the I, the health coaching is all part of the of the of the deal there but what we do is we go through a comprehensive health assessment we find out what your why is what you're looking to do what you're trying to accomplish you know hit all of the things that you're supposed to hit and then we say okay will this work for you is are you are you ready are you mindset ready and if you are right. we will help you with $50 towards your first month to get on program to get because I tell you, you do it for 30 days. You do, you go all in for 30 days. I'm going to tell you, you're going to keep doing it because I, I, I've seen too many people that are just like blown away by what happens in 30 days when they're all in. I love it. I love it. You hear
1: that, everybody? So say that again. Repeat that where they can find you.
2: specthealthcoaching Health Coaching. No, I'm sorry. God. SpecTHealth.com slash happiness with a why everybody with, with a why y. said and you can <laughs> and you can find me on davidaspec.com. you know that that's where I, I usually put you know my content and stuff if you want to follow where i'm doing regular lives i'm sure max i'm gonna have you on in, in the coming weeks to wow. to talk about your journey but you know just community is so important and i believe that that the more we expose ourselves to each other's communities and and really build that build ourselves that we can all move forward because it is about community. It's about building relationships and it's about getting in the rooms that you've never been in before.
1: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more, especially what's going on in this world. It seems like they're trying to keep us out of those rooms, right? You hear that everybody, it's about community and, and, and getting together and, and just learning about each other and what makes each other tick. I love it.
0: Absolutely.
1: Thank you so much for that, David. But before I let you go, I get to ask you one more question. Here we go. And that question is what one piece of advice could you give my audience that will help them grow as a human being to become better and that more elite version of themselves.
2: Well, I think <clears throat> they say there's no new ideas under the sun. And I think probably a vast majority of your audience already knows what they need to do. They may and they may even know why they need to do it, but they just haven't done it. So my piece of advice to anybody listening and watching is: whatever area of your life you're trying to improve in, start. Just start. Doesn't matter whether you get it right. Doesn't matter where you get it wrong. Start because you'll come out of it better. You'll either learn something or you'll follow it all the way through. Either way, you win. So just start.
1: I love it. Oh, man, this has been an amazing interview. Thank you so much, David, for for joining me and sharing your story and and just for being an amazing human being. So I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. So everybody, if you heard, if David made you smile, if he made you think, if he made you go, hmm, please leave a review, leave a five star review so other people can find it. And then until next time, this is Max checking out. I'll see you guys later. Have a good evening, everybody, or good morning or good afternoon, wherever you're at.
0: You've been listening to Fearless Happiness. The numbers on addiction are absolutely stunning. Max lived in addiction for years and during that time made some terrible choices, losing his family, friends, and career. But he turned his life around. And now, Max works as a substance abuse counselor helping people in their recovery. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun along the way. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at maxnaist.com on Facebook at max.naste. till next time keep the fight and we'll see you soon